0: with This is Lifetime Live here on SAFM, leading the conversation with me, Asanda Beda. As promised, we talk about the Childless Brigade now. Mulatelo Ramutwala joins us on the phone. She is blogger and MD of Empress Communications, uh, also content creator, and uh, wrote an article on this very matter that we'll be discussing. Welcome to SAFM, Mulatelo.
1: Good afternoon,
0: you How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good. So let's start there. You wrote an article about this, uh, the Childless Brigade basically asking or or challenging the whole issue around why it's frowned upon in different cultures that young women can choose to not uh, have children.
1: Yes, um, you know, it was uh, born out of a personal experience. I am a young black woman who is in her early 30s who is from a village, obviously traditional. Mm. And um, yeah, like just over the years, the Christians just kept on coming, literally left, right, and center, from strangers, Mm. from family members, from like literally everywhere. Um, And I was like, could I possibly be the only person who is frustrated with these never-ending queries about the status of my womb. Mm. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to use my social media platforms to put out the question and find out how other people are navigating that um, that challenge. And Lord behold, the feedback that I got, I mean, even when I was done with writing the article, even when I had said, guys, thank you for your feedback, I'm done, people were still sending me messages, inboxing me, Um, and I realized that wow, actually, this is you know,
0: I just touched the tip of the iceberg. It's quarter past one. That's our time here on Lifetime Live. Do call us on 0891 104 You can WhatsApp 061 410 4107. Tweet us at S A F M Radio hashtag S A F M Lifetime Live. Talking about the childless brigade. So, what were people saying in response to them also sharing their personal stories on how they put under pressure as young women to have children?
1: The reasons for uh, being childless varied. Some were lifestyle reasons, some were circumstantial. Um, You know, one example was a young lady who said, At 19, I was told that I have a disorder. My cycle was functioning like that of a woman with menopause, and that I was most likely not to have children. Mm -hmm. Some were saying, Listen, I was busy with my career. I was trying to break barriers. Um, I was working in the in a field that was male dominated, and I just knew that if I missed one step, I was going to be overtaken by my male counterparts. So my um, investigation, if you want to put it like that, mm. revealed to me that it was a combination of um, a choice to say, actually, I, I want to I wanna have my passport stamped. I want to uh, advance to my career. Um, I want to do all sorts of things that, quite frankly, do not accommodate having a child. And then there were others that were saying, listen, I love babies. Um, mm. I just want to look at uh, an example here where somebody was saying, I love babies. I'm addicted to babies. But God didn't give me a womb that can actually produce babies. Instead, I have um, a medical disorder that simply does not allow me to get pregnant. So it's a variety of reasons that women choose not to have children.
0: So what do you categorize those medical disorders then? Would that be part of circumstantial?
1: Yes. Um, um, I just want to find that uh, exact case study where somebody labeled the actual actual disease.
0: Okay, so on the lifestyle side, it's basically things like you want to travel in your personal experience. at what you said you, you'd want to put more stamps on your passport. What else is under that uh, category of lifestyle in terms of the choices women are making to not have children?
1: Um, it's mostly um, career-related choices, but also the observation that children require a lot from you. They require your money. They require your time. They require your attention, and you have to give them all of that up until their adulthood. And some women just feel like they don't have the capacity to do all that much giving for such a long period of their lives.
0: It's interesting how you say, you know, the pressure was not just coming from family members in terms of that question of when are you having children, but also strangers. Where does a stranger even start with asking you that question of, but you are 30-whatever, <laughs> 30 35, Where, how, how come you don't have children?
1: What's I'll your experience you, there? I'll give you an example, um, and I noted in my article, um, I was working with my sister's two sons mm. at a local KFC, sorry to mention a brand, Um, and somebody that I went to school with walks up to me and she says, which one of them is yours? And in my response, I said, (laughs) none. And with a straight face, I kid you not, she says to me, oh my gosh,
0: you are such a disappointment. Wow. And And this is somebody your age group?
1: Yes. Because you went to school with them, obviously. She's already on baby number three. Okay. And, you know... (laughs) Did you
0: challenge that, though, or did you just let it go?
1: Um, In in that particular instance, I decided to let it go. Um, I write in my article that I decided to give Jesus the will, because if I had taken over the will, I don't know what would have transpired at that very moment. So I thought, okay, it's a public space. Um, I actually don't want to find myself, you know, exploding and looking like a crazy woman, trying to reason with somebody who's obviously not at my level of reasoning, mm-hmm. so I decided to walk away. Um, but different um, societal settings elicited different responses from me. Mm. In some instances, I had the energy to engage, to say, but what makes you think that you can actually ask me about the status of my uterus? Yeah. But in some instances, I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. And I think that is the, that is the decision that some women make, where you're like, actually, I don't need to explain to Mamu Mang Mang who lives down the street about my life, but maybe I need to make my mom understand my situation. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we're talking about why society frowns upon young women who choose not to have children. Chatting to Mulatelo Ramotwala, who is a blogger and MD of Empress Communications. Uh, you can call us 0891104207, WhatsApp 0614104107, 4107. SMS 40938 at 150 per SMS. So this should be interesting. We've got a, a caller who's a male. It would be nice to get a perspective. From Vincent in Midrand. Welcome, Vincent.
2: Hi. Um, I would like to air my view and first of all to really congratulate the Lady Day of this troop. Because I have two girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. But I say to my girls normally just try and live your life as if you are on your own. Be yourself, learn to live alone and on all those things and be self independent when you grow up make a decision on whether you want to be married or not married depending on the circumstance of the time and don't follow the thing of you are born to be married by who Mm. and and also if she has to have kids she can have kids if anything permits nothing stops if she doesn't want to have a kid and it is by choice she must make that choice because the society has gone all the way trying to brand all those kind of things, and at the end, we're sitting with problems. Two months, two years, people get married, and two years, they've got one kid or two, and they divorce. Then we have broken society. Things are not looking uh, glossy, and people are not doing things the way probably the older people would have done that, and lead us away and show us a a better-looking family in future. So I'm saying... If it's by choice, you can have keys. If it's not by choice, why do you have to?
0: Thank you, Vincent, uh, for your call. Okay, so, Mulatello, you know, we get taught as women to be independent, and then it's like, okay, so when does it hold that we should be independent? Because clearly it seems to be circumstantial. It's not all round in this particular case when we're saying, uh, you know, be independent, but then when it comes to your choices on having children, we get uh, judged.
1: You know, um, I, I, I just, um, the gentleman that has uh, made that point there, as he was speaking, I'm thinking of um, another point that I made in, in my article that my grandmother grew up in a time where she didn't have a lot of choices around her life. She used to tell us that her dad decided to yank her out of school at a young age because he would say, what is the point of an educated girl? Mm. Another generation later is my mom, who was slightly luckier. She got to go to school and become a teacher and um, in some way made a life for herself. And then comes me, who um, is born in a South Africa where I can literally do whatever I want. So why then... Am I being held to the same standards that my grandmother, who lived in a completely different time, who lived in completely different um, socioeconomical, uh, social, you know, it was a completely different time. So it it, it, it needs to get to a point where we are saying be independent and be independent in every single way because Mm. you are living in a time where you can't. You can't choose not to have children. You can choose to travel. You can choose to adopt. You, you know, you are living in a time where you can choose. Let that message around being independent not be um, shifted when it comes to certain aspects of our lives because, yeah, yeah we're living in a different time.
0: So, I mean, the, the other part of this argument is the fact that you, we don't have these children on our own as women. We need a man to have children. Hello. Child. But why is then that <laughs> the pressure is put on the woman as if, you know, you're going to plant the seed yourself in that egg. Uh, how does this work? <laughs>
1: that is the bizarre part. You know, and also we have seen uh, the, the, the growing challenges that women face with, uh, you know, unfortunately, particularly in South Africa, where we have absent fathers. We have we've seen shows like uh, Pay Up, Up, Health becoming very, very popular because they're touching on a subject that resonates with so many people. You have fathers that are running away from their responsibilities. Mm. So w- why is it that we're saying, "Hey, go and have a child, go and have a child, but we're not saying to, to men, hey. Guys, man up. Uh-huh. When, when you have a child, it's everything from diapers to tuition fees to it's, time exactly. together to, do you know what I mean, and everything in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we've established a long time ago that we are living in a double standard society, and yeah. the work to change that is, yeah, is going to take a lot.
0: So in your research and uh, con- conversations that you were having especially in coming up with the the article did you find major differences based on the different race groups and and different ethnic groups Not
1: really um a lot of the you know i posted my um i posted my I shared it on the Brown Sense group, um, and it, it, it's a little bit uh, skewed towards black people. So I'm not um, informed enough to make comments about other races. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my, my experience and, and my respondents have mostly been black
0: this communal ownership of the womb is basically what <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it as, it's, it's, instead of the individual ownership of the womb. How do we then reverse it? Because that's clearly what it is. You know, people feel like they've got the right over a woman's womb, family, or even strangers.
1: I have no idea how we reverse it, but I think that having these type of conversations and having gentlemen like your caller coming in and, and teaching yes, like Vincent coming in and teaching their daughters um, a different narrative, I think that is how you begin to tackle the issue, but we must understand that we are where we are because of generations generations, and generations of programming about um, mm-hmm. like a woman holds a on the sharp end of it um you know you you know women have have been conditioned into um being strong and taking care of a lot of people and 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 so we come from generations and generations of uh conditioning uh-huh. and it will probably uh take um the coming generation to um uh, change those kinds of mindsets because they are growing up and living in a different time
0: so because we can 't exactly root out the, the you know the foundation of the problem, I guess we need to learn how to respond. so how do we teach our, our young girls, our children, who are girls on how to respond when you know when they do find themselves in the <laughs> communal ownership of the womb situation
1: I would say choose your battles I would say um, to some people, you can just respectfully say this is something that I don't prefer to talk to you about. To some people, if they matter to you, you can try and engage them and make them see your perspective. So I think it's a matter of, uh, I don't think that there's a one-size-fits-all answer mm. um, because also you are navigating different societal settings where you don't want to get to engage in conflict and you know unnecessary arguments and stuff like that. So I would say... Use your battles. Some people, you can explain to them and engage them. Like, um, I think of one lady who, who responded and said, she has gotten to a point where she just straight up says that, actually, I can't have babies because my womb does not allow me to. And then Uh there's an awkward response on the other side and then there's like um, pity and, you know, shame and, you know, and they try and offer solutions and stuff. Um, But but she says she came to that decision after many, many, many years of questions and questions and questions and she just decided, I'm just going to be honest with every and anybody. But that is her approach.
0: And that's the thing. How do you come across as not explaining yourself necessarily when you respond? Because that's another <laughs> thing. You don't want to have to explain yourself. I mean, if it's your choice, it's your choice. Hence, I'm saying, choose. You yeah. just
1: have to assess the situation and say, to my sister, I will engage her for hours and hours until she understands. But to the lady down the street, I will just say to her, Yazin, Mama, I prefer not to
0: talk to you about this. Yeah, I'll just say, can you help me with school fees once the child is here? <laughs> then we can chat. How about that?
1: <laughs> How about that? That's another
3: approach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to cross to uh, news headlines. I think we'll keep you a little bit longer. Just maybe get two uh, comments from you before we let you go. If you can just stay with us, Mulatello uh, on the phone, talking about the childless brigade. Why society frowns upon young women who choose not to have children. You can still call in: zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. WhatsApp: zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. SMS: four zero nine zero four zero. 938 at 150. per SMS. I'm Asanda Peda for Lifetime Live here on SAFM, leading the conversation. It's half past one. Over to Utsile Saku with news headlines.
3: Fun and positive conversations.
0: On SAFM, leading the conversation with Mulatelo Ramotwala, blogger and MD of Empress Communications, unpacking why society frowns upon young women who choose not to have children. Your article that you wrote, Mulatelo, or I'm mm-hmm. Asanda Peta. if you've just joined us, welcome to Lifetime Live. Where can people find that article?
1: My blog is called Real Empress they can go to www.realempress.blogspot.com and it's one of the featured articles, aptly titled The Childless Brigade.
0: We've got an SMS here, if we can read it from Anonymous. It says, hi there, what on earth is the big deal? At 21, I decided to be a child-free woman and, uh, well... Everyone else can just jump. I can't say exactly what she's the way she's put it here. I'm turning <laughs> 59 now and I own several properties. I am so happy. So she at 21, um, thank you for that SMS anonymous, decided that she doesn't want to have children. What do you think is the good age to decide? Uh, when does one really know whether they want to have children or not? Is, does it matter? I don't think it matters. I think, um,
1: you know, because everybody's life takes a different pace uh, depending on all sorts of things, I don't think you can say that, okay, at this age I can decide. But I think you need to um, probably a good uh, mental state to decide is when you have uh, gotten a bit of education, gotten a bit of basically um, able to take care of yourself as well, Um, because I I don't imagine that my 13-year-old niece is in the position to make such a decision, but maybe, you know, after Mm. university and you're kind of like seeing the world from a different perspective and you're starting to realize that whoa, actually being a career woman requires a lot, or wow, being in a marriage requires a lot more than I anticipated, then when you have reached that space of your life, I think you could potentially be able to make that kind of decision.
0: And the judgment doesn't really end, does it, Mulatelo, when it comes to the woman, Because, I mean, once you've even decided, let's say now you've decided to have children, then the the, the, the onus is placed on you on the sex of the child that you're going to have. You know, you'll hear things like, uh, I want my wife to give me a son, or when are you giving your husband a son? How... How am I supposed to give you a son? I mean, you're the one who has the... I mean, for people who've (laughs) done biology, come on, we all did it in school, right? We know the X and Y chromosome come from the man. I've got the X chromosome in my eggs. How is that (laughs) that we find that situation (laughs) where even as a woman, I've decided now to have children and now it's like, okay, so when are you having a son? There are couples who have two kids uh, who are boys and they're like oh, why don't you just give
1: them a little sister? And then the little sister comes and they're like, ah, why don't you get an even number
0: and have four <laughs> kids? So you are 100% right. It never stops. Ah, it doesn't stop. Eh? Let's take a caller from the Northern Cape. KGM, welcome to Lifetime
3: Live. Good, good afternoon, Nassander. Good afternoon to your guest and, and to the listeners. Hi. Let me put a bit of a spin uh-huh. in this, this wonderful discussion. Um... I'm an arid believer of nature. I believe that none of the living, be it human beings, animals, plants, none of the living can compete and and beat nature. I am of the view that anything and everything that happens in life has a large component of nature allowing it it, it, uh, it, it, to take its course. Now, the, the choices and decisions we make are the reasons why we are where we are in life. How we, we we grow up, how we mature and end up being the people that we are either comfortable or not comfortable with in life is determined and influenced by the environments in which we, we either find ourselves in or we live. Now, the influence or the influential people and circumstances in life challenges us to either within all these components of whether be it frustration or whatever it can be, uh, analyze, however, it can be analyzed they 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 ultimately make us what we are. my last comment is the the only bone of contention that I have
1: mm-hmm.
3: is the challenge that we find ourselves as humanity, wherein you come from you were born in a certain family in a certain background, you get groomed and you grow up in a certain way because your family have this huge influence in you, you go out there starting to be so-called independent and you get a different ballgame. When does it get to a point where you as an individual say, I have achieved what I I was born to do as a person. I am content with this decision. When do or does the humanity allow you that right of making that choice that satisfies you before anything and anybody else is Asana,
0: that a rhetorical question KGM or would you like mulatelo to tackle that
3: <laughs> it, it's, it's a rhetorical question but okay. i would gladly like her to contribute to it if she can
0: all right thank you Asana, for your co- thank, thank you
3: for taking my call
0: it's a pleasure KGM mulatelo so what are we saying there I think my response to KG is that society will not
1: give you anything you have to Go out and grab it. It's it, 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 yeah. I think that's the long and short of my answer. No, you, you you have to you have to decide that this is what I want. I am happy with it. I am going to live with it. Simple as that. Mm. Nobody's gonna come and give you happiness. Nobody's gonna come and give you contentment. You have to you have to grab it.
0: Yeah, because it, yeah, he, make look, it yours. Yeah, and, and KJM, I understand his call or his comment to be touching on the juxtaposition between choice versus nature. Mm. So basically it really is up to the person whether you've been brought up a certain way and then you get exposed to different ways. You can mix the two or you can decide to go with either one. 100%. Let's read an SMS uh, be, uh, to wrap up. Uh, this is from Mulebu Heng. Uh, it reads, It is imperative for women to choose if they want to have children or not. We are the engineers of our own destinies. Thank you so much to all of you for your SMSs and your calls. And we will continue with our programming here on Lifetime Live. So do keep them coming as we go on to other topics. But your closing remarks, Molatelo.
1: Um, yeah, I mean it's been a it's been a wonderful discussion. Thank you so much for having me and I think what this has done is affirm um, you know, a lot of my thinking that really it's a choice. We're living in different times and we are we, we have um, the right to choose. And um, if people want to come and have a read at that article and have a look at what some other people have said, that blog, again, is mm-hmm. www.realempress.blogspot.com. And the article is titled The Childless Brigade. I would love to read their comments about it.
0: Your other social media presence? So... Um, my,
1: uh, sorry, my Instagram handle is Empress Molatelo. Empress as in the opposite of an emperor. Empress Molatelo on Instagram. And I have a Facebook page for Real Empress for my blog. Um, and on Twitter, I am Empress
0: Mo. Thank you so much, again for your time. It was great chatting to you. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Mulatelo Ramotwala, a blogger and MD of Impress Communications as well as content creator talking to us here on Lifetime Live. The Childless Brigade is the name of that article and you can find that uh, with all those details that she just gave us.